Houston, we have a quarterback. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the daily podcast all about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrew, here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater kind of stop by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way we get the latest on the Cougs in your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked On Cougs your first listen of the day. And welcome back to the YouTube channel. That's where you found us. It is so good to see you. Again, remember to subscribe. We're doing a giveaway every 250 subscribers. We are at just over 1,400, approaching that 1,500 marker. So remember, we're going to get a hat like mine, a little cougar on the front, locked on the side, all kinds of fun stuff there uh, at 1,500 to someone who is liking and commenting. So subscribe to get us there and like and comment on the video to let us know you are in the contest. I uh, remember doing the same thing at 2,000. We're going to give away, if we get there for the TCU game, a replica Big 12 branded University of Houston jersey. If after talking about quarterbacks today, you're like, I don't know what to say, and you don't know what you want to comment down below, tell us. Well, okay, honestly, I was going to say a couple. Tell me if you put anything in your grilled cheese. Long story for a later time. All right, so today we're going to talk about the quarterback decision that was made over the weekend at the Fan Fest. Talk about how it was the right call done the right way. Um, I appreciate a couple different aspects from it. And then last, I want to investigate if there are any other competitions in the roster that we need to settle now that the guy calling the signals has been chosen. And let's jump on in. If you were under a rock or you are not tuned in to the Houston Cougar football team over the weekend, uh, we are just under two weeks away from games at this point, so maybe time to start tuning in. But they did officially say, uh, Coach Dana Holgerson said officially, at the fan fest with a bunch of signings and autographs and stuff like that. Cool day for the fans there at the indoor practice facility. Get out of the heat for a second, get some stuff signed. Um, in between signing Red Bull cans, Dana Holgerson said that Donovan Smith is the starting quarterback. He said that uh, he's the guy the team has known for a while, uh, That he, like, not that anyone's had to say anything, but there's been a vibe about it. Um, and so Donovan Smith was a... For those that maybe knew the name, knew the name, whatever did transfer in last January from Texas Tech. Before Texas Tech, he was an All-State wide receiver at the heralded uh, Bishop Gorman program in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, big-time athlete at a big-time program. There's also the backup quarterback. He then went to Friendship High School in Texas uh, as a, and it was a quarterback there as a senior. Uh, committed to Texas Tech. His father was a running back coach there. For what it's worth. Um, as a senior in high school, and he was listed as a top 100 athlete consensus. So every recruiting outlet has a top 100 athlete coming out of high school. He has played and started in, or played in and started in a number of 21 Big 12 football games. Um, really, really true definition of a dual threat kind of guy here. Um, 
the ability to wait, run away from defensive linemen, escape and evade guys in the backfield, but also run over linebackers is definitely what sets him apart. But I think the deal here and the interesting thing as far as like the rap on him goes is people tend to focus on that. They don't focus on the fact that he was a 64% completion guy at Texas Tech. He threw for over 2,600 yards and 19 touchdowns. Yes, he did have 132 rushes for 261 yards and 10 touch, uh, rushing touchdowns in his, t- in his 21 games there. But I think people really don't think about how he was hyper-accurate at 64.5% or just, just about 64.5%. Um, for what it's worth, he did throw 19 touchdowns and 10 interceptions in his 21 games. I think people think of him from Houston have been kind of thinking like the reason this is a competition must be because he gives the ball away. But also, for what it's worth, Donovan Smith had the 10 interceptions in his 21 games, and three of them were against the Houston Cougars in 2022, right? So in the other 20 games, he threw just seven interceptions. You know, that's one interception every three games. That's not the kind of thing that can kill you by any stretch, especially for guys continuing to mature and grow as a college quarterback. We also know from a laundry list of guys that head coach Dana Holgerson has worked with that for whatever it's worth, Holgerson's somewhat of a uh, quarterback guru. We've seen him turn a bunch of guys into high-caliber quarterbacks. Um, it was Graham Harrell once upon a time at Texas Tech. It was Brandon Whedon in his time at Oklahoma State. Geno Smith, Clint Trickett, um, Will Freer, right? More closer to home, he did have Case Keenum his first time through Houston. After the Derek King debacle, he's done what he did with Clayton Toon. Right, uh, and help develop that guy as a quarterback that's now maybe about to start some games for the Arizona Cardinals. Right, so I think it's safe to say that there are a lot of natural tools to work with in Donovan Smith here at quarterback. He's played in the conference before, he knows what the game looks like week in, week out as a Big 12 quarterback. And you then add that in with the magic that is Dana Holgerson offense. I think you're in, you know, set up for a very, very good outcome i'm very very optimistic and positive as i told people on twitter i'm also a sucker for a dual threat quarterback um i think as a defensive coach it just adds one more level to what you have to prepare for and as an offensive coach it means you also know that if all heck breaks at loose and you have nothing else going for you, you know that you have a great athlete with the ball in his hands and can run around and make something happen right like those kinds of things i never said why you want a slow quarterback that's never that's never been something that's been who want what position football you want slow people at like that doesn't make any sense to me um I could digress a lot more on that point. I'm not going to go there. Um, I will say that in looking for, you know, spending the weekend, getting ready for college football and excited about college football coming up, Big 12 coming up, I was like, let's look up some like Donna Smith stuff. I watched a couple games of his. Um, I'm going to break those down in a moment. But I do think it was interesting that one of his highlights that came up was after his own read, uh, the running back bounced it back out against they're playing New Mexico. And the running back is running, and Donovan Smith takes off in front of the running back and lays two pancake blocks out. <laughs> That's the kind of big, strong guy and the kind of competitive guy we're talking about here. Right now, at FanFest on Saturday, he did speak to media, and he said he was ready to lead by example and to do whatever kind of leading the team needs. If he needs to be the guy that gets in people's faces, if he needs to be the kind of guy that pulls guys along, he's going to be the kind of guy that pushes them from behind. Like whatever He said several different versions of he's ready to be the kind of leader Houston needs. And I don't think you can ask for anything better out of a transfer quarterback. I remember from Big 12 Media Day, right, 
Jack Freeman and Patrick Paul both said to some degree in a little bit different ways that like there was an awkwardness when Donovan Smith first showed up, right? He did transfer from Texas Tech. He did frankly beat Houston while he was the quarterback at Texas Tech and he had a tremendous comeback that uh, in that game as Texas Tech quarterback. And it kind of took some time for everyone to get used to one another. And then by like March, maybe even April, I guess, they were all good enough friends that they were going to Donovan's house in Las Vegas, right? Like they they were very quickly very very close. Um, I did think kind of the inverse of that coin was interesting that the fan fest on Saturday, Donovan Smith was quick to give high praise to his offensive line. Um, he named more or less the same five guys we've been talking about on this show by name. Um, Patrick Paul, Jack Freeman, uh, Tank and Tyler and Ruben Unijet, like all those guys, he was like quick to be like, those guys are incredible and they're, they're big, strong men and they're ready for the task at hand and those kinds of things. Um, and I think that it's interesting to see that like as the guy that's seen big 12 football, he is so positive, so optimistic and so ready to roll and take this thing over as the lead dog at quarterback. I want to talk a little bit in the second segment about how this came to be and why I think it came to be in exactly the right way and exactly had exactly the right kind of timing. But first, much like Houston just decided on their key player, at least the guy taking snaps to start games this fall, you may be looking to add some key players to your uh, new business or your small business or what have you. And LinkedIn Jobs is the perfect place to do that. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You're going to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs lets you find the right people for your team faster and for free. If you can find someone from a competitor that is extremely good at their job and maybe getting a little bit of the wrong side of the deal at their current employer, like a transfer quarterback, to come in and start right away and help guide you into the next level of your business, like the Big 12, like Donovan Smith is doing for these two Cougars right now, I'd recommend doing it. I'd recommend doing it at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs, you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, now I mentioned that in the second segment, I'll talk some about how this unfolded because literally a week ago, we were still talking about, like Friday, we were still talking about competitions, right? So um, they have maintained since Donovan Smith got on campus in January, there's going to be a competition between he and Lucas Coley. Lucas Coley, remember, transferred in from Arkansas the spring before, um, and that they were going to have a outright competition for the starting quarterback. And at Big 12 Media Days, Dana told us that that was not just because that's what Dana wants. He had actually confided in other historic quarterbacks, including Case Keenum, there in Houston about what to do. And Case was one of the people that was like, listen, you got to let them compete. They've got to earn it, right? Whoever the guy is is going to prove it to you through competition. That's what they did. And I think that this decision you, you probably could have made last January. Donovan Smith is a Big 12 starting caliber guy. Again, it's played 21 Big 12 games. And while everyone thinks Lucas Coley is an extremely hardworking quarterback, he didn't get any snaps with us at Arkansas. He's thrown three passes while he's been at Houston, right? The experience level, I think, matters a lot here for at least two you're going to roll out first, right? Um, but they had an outright competition. They split reps 50, all indications. Obviously, the media didn't get to see all the practice. But, but like all indications, they actually split reps 50-50 the entire time up to this point. And 
it became increasingly more obvious based on things Dana has said, based on things players have said, et cetera, that Donovan Smith has become the guy and a standout guy. That's no knock to Lucas Coley. Donovan Smith has started over 20 games in the Big 12. But that does mean it, that I think they started to separate from one another. Right now, Lucas is going to get his shine. Frankly, as much as I love the dual threat quarterback, the fast quarterback, and again, I don't know why you'd ever want a slow quarterback. Yeah. Anyway, as much as I love those guys, they do get dinged up. They do take a hit to the shoulder, need to you know work out a stinger, or or you know get their helmet knocked off and got to come out for like Lucas Coley needs to be ready, and in preparing for this competition and in doing this competition and in fighting for the spot, I think he is right. I think that that's totally understandable with a guy like Lucas that's been in the program for an extra year and has had his shot at this position at this point is ready to have his number called when the time comes. And if you watch college football, odds are the time is going to come, right? We think about like, the biggest example being, I guess, the year Ohio State won the entire the national championship in the college football playoff on their third quarterback, right? Like, maybe nothing that dramatic happens, but this is the kind of thing that happens all the time in college football, and Lucas has the preparation at this point. I think that's beautiful, and that's perfect. The reason I really like this timing, though, is because that means they've got all the camp reps, all the summer reps, all the spring reps, where you're really teaching and installing and learning the Dana Holgerson offense. They got to split, right? They got to split 50-50. Now, as you're just under two weeks out from the first game of the season with UTSA, and it cannot come soon enough, you're starting to focus on getting ready for the Roadrunners. What do they do? How are they going to attack Houston's offensive line? Where do they send pressures from? Where do their coverage guys go? Where are they most vulnerable? Those are the kinds of things that you want to make sure that your starter gets the most reps at, right? And so they now are making this decision just, I mean, they did it on Saturday, so exactly two weeks from the first game because as a program, you're shifting what you're doing. Now, I'm not saying I'm talking to Dane every day about what they're doing at practice. They may very well be spending this week focusing on themselves and not worry about UTSA until the next week. But by and large, it's kind of hard to not look at there's a game in the very near future, right? And so uh, Birch or H- Hogerson himself or even Iman Yagavi in the run game because Donovan Smith and Lucas Coley, that to his own degree, will be involved integrally in the run game. Those guys have to start to get the reps against what they're going to see in that first game. Now, um, I do think that this, again, was the kind of decision you could have made last January. And so I admit I kind of knew what games to look up and watch. But part of the reason I think this is the right guy for this job, and I appreciate how you know they had an outright competition all that kind of stuff, but is – he, he's just that talented, folks. And if you want evidence to it, the three games I recommend watching and the three games I watched this weekend to get ready for this podcast. If we're being honest, I was like, there's no college football on yet, but I can find some. <laughs> um, just in order, I guess. The 2021 Liberty Bowl, they played Mississippi State. Um, and I think there's a couple things to take away from that game. One, if you watch, they run a lot of zone read in that game. Uh, zone read and counter read, but both of which he's reading backside ends. And what I think is interesting is, is he's making the correct read on the backside end, handing it when it's supposed to hand it, keeping it supposed to keep it, et cetera. 
But if you watch the way that New Mexico, that uh, Mississippi State is bending their linebacker slash safety guys around to accommodate, like have extra bodies, they're not intending on a singular defense. This is an SEC defense. Whatever you think about Mississippi State, this is an SEC defense. And they are not banking on a single defensive end tackling Donovan Smith, right? They have extra guys in rotation, extra guys. And what that does is it opens up the front side of the play. It opens up the handoff and the run and puts a lot of stress on that defense at the front side, which one of the reasons Texas Tech won. The other thing I think that he does really well as a passer is in this game, he did such a great job putting the ball outside the hashes, right? He get, got He would hit guys in stride on deep patterns outside the hashes, and I – I'm encouraged by that when you think about the kind of speed Houston has, especially. I will say he had some big, big receivers at Texas Tech, tight end type guys too. Um, and let's not to say that like Man Jack is not a giant, right? But um, I do think that it, Houston's benefit will be speed, whereas Texas Tech was probably more of a size, right? Um, but he did really, really well hitting guys in stride outside the hashes making the reads once the safeties are creeped up to go over the top of their heads and those kinds of things. Um, and for what it's worth, because he was such an impossible guy to game plan for as Mississippi state, Texas tech was a nine point dog and they won that game 34 to seven. Right. Uh, and Donovan Smith was the Liberty bowl MVP. Um, if we're going chronologically, the other game I watched this weekend was him playing against Houston I don't need to go a whole lot onto that one. We both watched that last year, but I will say that I appreciate it on the mental side of things. A guy that throws that many or has that bad a game for two thirds, three quarters of the game, and then comes back and has that much clutch gene in him at the end to win the football game. I think that that shows a bunch of resolve that's important to have, especially for a guy that's transferring into your program brand new. Right. Um, I, I think that's a good sign as painful as that was to rewatch as a Houston Cougar person. Um, the, the game that was more fun to watch as a Houston Cougar person was watching him beat Texas uh, later last fall. Just a couple weeks later. Um, this is one I thought was interesting. He went back to being really good about hitting the sidelines, like the literal sidelines, like guys at the edge and just keeping them in bounds. Um, I, there were Texas linebackers. He was running over in the red zone, including at the goal and he ran over Overshawn and like, guys that are now in the NFL, right? Um, and so, or like in the NFL preseason, I guess, to whatever degree. But that was impressive to me. And I think it's be, it stuck out because I, you know, Overshawn just got hurt, believes a Dallas Cowboy now. Um, but I was watching him run over, get run over by Donovan Smith, right, on uh, the Texas-Texas Tech game. I thought it was interesting in that game from a personnel perspective, something that I don't know if Houston will do or not, but if they have faith in their backup quarterback like Lucas, they might. Um, they had a lot of success in this game going what I would call 0-1 personnel. So in personnel, you just put the first number as your number of running backs, the second number is your number of tight ends. So like 10 personnel is one running back, no tight ends. 12 personnel is one running back, two tight ends, right? 0-1 is something you don't really see except for in modern football. That's why the numbering system is what it is. But zero running backs and one tight end is an empty formation but because of the dual threat that Donovan was, you still saw Texas line up at different defenses, treating him almost like a running back, but then having to account for five pass catchers in the pass game. And then the, the reason it's 0-1 and not just a straight five wide is because that tight end 
or H-back type guy can then become a blocker in any of your counter type stuff that we know Emmanuel Gavi likes. I like that a lot um, because we did bring Lucas along so much as a backup quarterback and because there's so much faith in him as a backup quarterback to this point. I wonder if you'll see some of that because it does feel like your quarterback's more likely to get hurt. He's more on an island, right? And those things do happen. The guys hitting quarterbacks are very, very large. But I like the schematic advantage it gives you. And frankly, Lucas Coley, Lucas Coley's good. He's a good backup. He'll be fine if he has to come in for a series or two. And Donovan Smith is so big and strong. Again, 6'5", 245. I don't see him. I don't see him. Cam Newton obviously withered away at some point too, and it'll happen to Josh Allen. It'll happen to these big, strong guys. But I, I would be interested to see how how uh, how long he is. He lasts like that. How durable he is? Because I think he's big and strong enough to do it for a long, long time. Um, I said in the third segment, I wanted to talk some about other competitions. So I think it's time to jump in and talk about that because now that we have the quarterback thing settled. Fair, I mean, like a big, like most important position in sports, important thing to figure out, etc. There are other question marks as far as who plays where on this roster that I think we need to settle in the next couple of weeks, and they might not be settled by UTSA. They might think they have an answer by UTSA and actually be coming up with a different answer just a few weeks later. Um, for instance, we mentioned a lot about the quarterback, but the guys catching the football, we know Matthew Golden will play a lot. We know Joseph Manjack will play a lot. Who that third wide out they trot out there is, is going to end up being really important because Emanya Gavi likes the tight end H-back involved in his run game. And we know that Daniel Holgerson has mentioned as he's broken, kind of bent back the other way from the air raid stuff, he likes having a running back on the field. That means you only get to play one of the receiver at a time unless it's like third long you get tight ends or whatever. And so is that Sam Brown or is that... Mikhail Harrison Pilot, who's the fourth highest ranked recruit to ever commit to the University of Houston, right? One of the best high school players to ever come through. He's a legacy product. He just had a big write up in the Chronicle on Sunday, right? Who gets that, right? Uh, Boogie Johnson's going to be back fairly soon, right? Um, like, is who's going to get who's going to get the nod there, right? He's got crazy, crazy speed and footwork, right? Boogie does. So, like, what's going to happen there? Uh, Josh Cobbs, Jonah Wilson, like Josh. So Cobbs is a big, strong receiver, right? Like think about like possession, six, four, like built kind of like man, Jack, frankly, do you want to put two of those guys in the field and create matchup problems? Or do you want to put in Jonah Wilson, who is a tremendous freshman who frankly is getting a little overlooked because of the hype around Mikhail Harrison pilot, right? There's a b- bunch of guys out there. I mean, Sam Brown was a guy a year ago. He was the fourth receiver when you had Keyshawn Carter and Tank Dell and Matthew Golden and Manjack had been hurt, right? But we also know that there's all this talent behind it. So who gets the most snaps is that third guy. It's like I'm keeping an eye on. Running backs. I have long said that this is a running back by committee. I don't know that we need to make any – I mean, those guys rotate through. That way they can distribute and not all take all – no one person takes all the hits and all those kinds of things. But I do think that who gets the most snaps will kind of change and show and show the difference in what kind of run game Houston wants to have. Is it the new guy in the block for us, but the college football veteran, Tony Mathis, coming from West Virginia, right? 
Is it Stacy's need based on the kind of success he had a year ago under Dana? Did Dana go with the guy he trusts? You know, Brandon Campbell was that guy for part of the season. Or, much like my question about Jonah, uh, Jonah Wilson, is it freshman Parker Jenkins? Because I'm telling you right now, a year from now, it's going to be Parker Jenkins, right? Like, so do we just go ahead and start leaning into that early, even though he's an, he's a true freshman? I'm not sure. I would put my money on it being Mathis for the first few, like he gets the first carries of the game and those kinds of things. He may put Campbell in on short yardage and Snead in a passing situation. We'll kind of work Parker Jenkins over the course of the year. Don't want to tear his red shirt too early if you don't have to, whatever, right? Uh, we'll see, but I think that's a question worth leaning into. Same kind of question for who's the fourth defensive lineman. I think you got uh, Nelson Caesar on one edge, right? And at nose tackle, you got Dot. Uh, you got combination of Cedric and Jamari, uh, Cedric Wills, uh, Williams and uh, Jamari Caldwell at the other defensive line, the three technique, right? But at the other pass rusher, uh, do you go with like Zyga Strong? Do you go with David Agwegbu, Brandon Mack? Who's that other pass rusher that starts at the We know that Brian Earl is going to rotate them. But who's going to start at the other edge? Um, like I, I kind of think it's a Gwegbu. I, I think that uh, he's a he's a linebacker at Oklahoma, but he was a get after the quarterback pass rushing linebacker at his best at Oklahoma. Uh, he knows the Big Twelve, knows the Big Twelve. Like I, th I think he knows the competition fairly well. He knows what he's getting into. Um, I would imagine that it's him, but I also have people saying that Zyka Strong is is looking pretty no pun intended, strong at that spot. Um, and then my my connection at Ole Miss is time that they love Brandon Mack. So who's going to get that spot? Who's going to get that nod? We'll see. Similarly enough, um, the linebacking core, for whatever you think about the defense a year ago, lost Donovan Mooton, lost a key leader, right? I imagine Hassan Hippolyte's a day one starter and plays almost every snap, if not all the snaps, at one of the two linebacking spots in this 4-2-5 defense, right? But who's the other guy? Malik Robinson looked like he was going to get those snaps last year, but then got hurt. Is it him again? Tremarcus Cheeks, Traylon Payne. Who is the other guy to take linebacker snaps next to Hassan Hippolyte? Because, frankly, Malik Robinson and the snaps he got a year ago feels like the nod because he was a starter for them before he got hurt a year ago. But also, because he got hurt a year ago, Cheeks and Payne got their fair share. So you got all kinds of stuff going on. And I think that it's interesting to see who gets what snaps where. Some of these questions might not get answered till UTSA, right? Till it's like live fire starts going. You got to figure out what you got and who you got. And that that is the true. That's I mean, that's why we play non-conference games. Houston has a tough one, though, with UTSA as a really, really difficult group of five opponents. UTSA is a talented group that really tests them out the gates. And I feel confident in Houston in that game, but they can't overlook them either. Um, I will say I'll be talking through all these different competitions and questions and so on each and every day here at Locked on Cougs leading up to that UTSA game. Um, so make sure you tune in, subscribe for more each and every day. If you're looking for more things today, I'm recommending Locked on Big 12. We did a full Locked on uh, all the Big 12 schools. Going to get a very preview of, lot of the Big 12 this football season. I tried to tell people that they need to stop sleeping on Houston. You should go check that out at Locked On Big 12. Uh, Drake Toll hosts that these days. He's doing a great job with us. Go check that out for your second listen of the day. Thank you all for tuning in today, Locked On Cougs. It's a proud of Locked On Podcast Network. That means your team every day. Go Cougs.